had to put my headset on there for a whoops. I had to put my headset on there for a second. All right, welcome in to another episode of the Marvel Sports Talk Show. I don't know why my mic isn't working. Can you hear me out there? Okay. Uh, we welcome you to the Marvel Sports Talk Show. I don't know why the audio is screwed up right now, but I'm sure we'll figure it out. Uh, David Marr alongside Andrew Spezzano. We have some basketball to talk tonight. We're talking college football, and we are talking NFL Week 6 in... Uh, no. Week six, uh, week seven, I believe. Six or seven. Week eight. Week eight. Week eight? Yep. Man, I'm all over my stuff right now. Uh, maybe, yeah, I think it is week eight. Um, no, it is week seven, because week six was recently, and now it's week seven. I'm pretty sure. Um, all right, whatever. So, all right, let's just start with basketball. Let's get into it. We have games going on right now. We have the Bucks leading the Nets by 11, um, and the... Um, we, we, uh, let's start with the East because I think we, we have big takes on the Brooklyn Nets. I think they're going to be very, very good this year. Milwaukee's obviously up there, but Andrew, you had a hot take about the Knicks that I wanted to hear. So let's hear it. I think that the Knicks can be a top four seed this year. You know, they went four and in the preseason, which doesn't mean much obviously because it's preseason, but they made a lot of really good moves this over the summer. They brought in Kemba Walker for a very team-friendly deal, two years, eight mil a year. And he's looked really – he's always wanted to play in New York his whole career. So I'm really excited to see what he brings. The Knicks haven't had a scoring guard in a while. They also were able to retain a lot of the key guys from last year. They got Derrick Rose back, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks. And they ended up replacing Reggie Bullock with – Evan Fournier, another former Celtic, David. And he's going to bring a lot. The Knicks are going to have a lot more three-point shooting on the team. I expect R.J. Barrett to step up. I'm really excited for this team. And they have a lot of team chemistry coming off a tough exit in the first round of the Hawks. I think they're going to have a good year. Absolutely. And I, I definitely think that the the New York Knicks have a, a great chance to be right up there. They've got a lot of returning talent. They were so close to – oh, crap. Tampa Bay just scored. I'm following the Panthers lightning game. They just scored Braden point. Uh, but yeah, the Knicks will be up there. I'm excited about the Celtics. Uh, I think they're going to be right there. Uh, Jason Tatum's back. They signed Jabari Parker. He's going to be pretty good. Um, so uh, let's talk about the West now. I'm, I I think there's total dysfunction in Philadelphia right now. So I, I definitely think that the, the Celtics and the Knicks will be probably be at the forefront with Brooklyn to compete in the Northeast division this year. Um, let's jump to the West. I, I think the Jazz and the Lakers will probably battle it out to be the best teams in the West. Do you have any surprisers for me in the West? Besides those two teams, I think the Lakers are definitely the far away front runner to win the West. But I would watch out for the Phoenix Suns again. They've got that same team back. They brought back Chris Paul, and obviously they have a superstar in Devin Booker. They have a lot of, and they are a battle-hardened team. They went, they had a really deep run in the playoffs last year, lost in the finals to the Bucks. I think they could come up, come out, and have a big year. Yeah, I think the other team in the West I'd like to watch out for might be Memphis. They had a pretty good season last year. John Morant's sure. back. Um, he should have a pretty decent year. Portland, if they could stay healthy, I think they'll have a pretty solid year. Um, I definitely think that the um, both those teams will definitely be teams on the rise this year, and they'll be trending in the right direction. Um, so let's just get to our top three. Uh, in the East, I have Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and I also have the um, what did I say? Miami. Miami's going to be very good this year. Yeah, Miami's going to be really good this year. They picked up Kyle Lowry, and, you know, I just can't see it going any other way. I really want to be bold and put the Knicks at three, but I just can't see them being better than Miami. So I'm going to go with the same three you had, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and the Heat. Um, So I think, and then for the West, I would probably say um, Utah, the late, I don't know if they play in the same division, but Utah, the Lakers, and in the Central, I, I just don't know about the Central. I think, or I don't know what the other divisions are in basketball. I, see, this is the one sport that I just don't follow. Just, I just East don't, and West. Yeah. Um, I, I guess maybe, 
man, I don't know. I don't. Maybe Memphis if they have a good year. I don't know. I, again, I don't. I don't follow basketball as much as I do with football, hockey, and baseball. So I would just say those three teams. Yeah, I think it's going to go Lakers, Utah, and Phoenix. Phoenix, that was the other one. You're right. Thank you for that. Um, so basketball is coming up and very exciting. And we we have a battle between our two teams tomorrow night. Knicks and the Celtics at MSG. Should be a good one. Oh, I'm really excited. You know, Jason Tatum coming to the Garden. It's going to be full capacity. And I think the Garden's going to be rocking tomorrow night. They're on prime time. Julius Randle was talking today. He was saying he's really excited. It's going to be, I think it's going to be a very competitive game. And those are two teams that are definitely going to be in the in the mix for the playoffs. I'm, I'm excited for tomorrow. So let's jump over to college football. And obviously we are, we can't wait for basketball to tip off. It's tipped off right now with the Knicks, or well, not with the Knicks, but the, um, the Bucks and the Heat and the Panthers are up to one. I just don't know who scored, but that's fantastic to see. Um, so let's jump over to college football. Week seven had some great games. We had our, Another big upset. Another top five team goes down. It's the Iowa Hawkeyes. In my eyes, I saw it coming. They were living on the edge for so long. They should have lost to Penn State. They didn't. Then they get Purdue, a team they haven't beaten, I think, in the last six, seven years, maybe five. It's It's been a while since Iowa's beaten Purdue. Um, Purdue beat them in 2017 when after they beat Ohio State. They beat them in 18 when they were having good defense. 2019, beat them again. Iowa wasn't that good that year. Um, and then 2020 in the COVID year, they beat them early. Iowa didn't win the Big Ten West. And then this year, what, what's our concern for Iowa? Because in my, again, as I said, I saw it coming. The offense was so bad. The defense was great, but then the offense just couldn't move the ball against Purdue's defense. I'm a little concerned about Iowa's offense. You know, Petros had four interceptions in that game, and they only ran for 76 yards on 30 carries, which is just terrible. And, you know, looking at their games throughout the year, they have only had one game where they put put up over 35 points. And in comparison to all the other top teams, that's really not that great. I think they've, they've got to get their offense going or else they're going to be in trouble. Yeah, and I think they get a bye week to reassess their issues, so that's probably a good thing for the Hawkeyes. And then after that, Iowa has a very big showdown with Wisconsin on the road. And if they can win that game, that should put them in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West. I don't think that there's a team in that division that has a chance to beat them. I think they could easily beat Northwestern. They could beat Minnesota because Minnesota's defense hasn't playing that great. I know that they've got a good offense, but I haven't seen much of their defense. Uh, Illinois is definitely beatable. Nebraska could surprise people. They've been in every game this year. That could be a game that Iowa could stumble again, and who knows who wins the Big Ten West. Uh, but it's the Big Ten East that's been the talk of the town. So let's. Let, so the other side of the coin of Iowa's bi- uh, big loss was Cincinnati. They decimated UCF, and now they're the number two team in the country. Um, does Cincinnati deserve a CFP uh, berth this season? Yes, definitely. And they have just been unbelievable all year they put up a total of 108 points the last two weeks and they've only had one game or two games where they've scored under 40 mm-hmm. you know they have an electric offense and their defenses looked really good too that was they gave up only two games they've given up over 20 points and you know Cincinnati they were really good last year too if I remember correctly so yeah no they're they're definitely deserved to be the two seed right now and if they can keep it up they're going to get in i think the thing that i want to watch with cincinnati is their their schedule obviously the if you're a group of five school you have to have an impressive resume the fact that they beat notre dame and notre dame's still ranked that's good indiana is not the indiana that we saw last year with their that high flying offense and a balanced defense it's not there anymore what could help cincinnati is if smu who's currently undefeated as well, if they keep winning, could set up Cincinnati versus SMU, and that could be for the... Um, well, actually, they're in different divisions, so whoever is going to win that game, um, it wouldn't, wouldn't matter. It would probably be a rematch of the AAC title game. That's what we'd be looking forward to. So, um, But if they can 
keep winning, 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 and winning, and they get to SMU, that's that's a game where if they beat them badly, yes, they're in the college football playoff. But I'm not sure about that just yet. So the uh, SEC school is obviously Georgia. Georgia continues to destroy people. They got Kentucky. This was a game I thought, okay, this is Georgia's biggest test so far. Kentucky can make it earn it. They've got a good offense. I think a very solid defense. And it took a while for Georgia to get going, and then in the second half, they just they ran through Kentucky. So they, to me, and I've looked at Georgia's schedule, there's no game on their schedule that they should not win by more than two, at least more than four touchdowns. Yeah, no, Georgia has looked great all year. And in the big games that they've played in already, you know, at the time in the beginning of the year, Clemson was the three seed. Obviously, they're a train wreck now. And they played the eight seed Arkansas a couple weeks ago and shut them out. And then a couple of impressive wins over Auburn and Kentucky. And now they have a pretty solid, pretty easy schedule the rest of the way. I mean, I guess Florida's, if they could blow out Florida, I think that would solidify them as they're going to go undefeated. Florida does have three losses, so that game probably is now meaningless mm-hmm. for Georgia to get in the college football playoff. But to me, there's yeah, there's no other. We're now leaning towards okay. It just depends on who wins the West, who Georgia's going to play in Atlanta in two months. Is it going to be Bama? Is it going to be um, Texas A and M? Or, you know, who, who, what have you. But to me, Georgia's the best team in the country. They've got the best defense I've ever seen in college football. They've got a very balanced offense that can run the football, play very good defense. Um, they look like a complete team right now. So um, let's keep moving forward and let's go with the other SEC game that, we, uh, that I saw. LSU beat Florida. Well, actually, you know what? Let's skip Florida because I just mentioned that Florida's a three-loss team. But all right, so let's stay with LSU. I'm, all right. I'm getting all over the place here. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm too focused on this Panthers lightning game. It's two to one with less than you know. We're seven minutes into the third period. All right, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, or Texas, not Texas Tech. Oklahoma State beats Texas and beats them. Second half finale, they outscored Texas sixteen and nothing in the fourth quarter to win the game. You know what I saw in that Texas Oklahoma State game? Texas still didn't give the ball to Bijan Robinson. Late in the game. That is how they lost against Oklahoma. That is how they lost against Arkansas. And that is exactly how they lost against Oklahoma State. Texas is not back until they give number five the ball and he runs it right through a defense late in the game. I don't care what the score is. If this Texas offense does not run through Bijan Robinson, they are not good. They, are, they now have three losses, two in conference play. It will be impossible to put them in the Big 12 title game. But... Oklahoma State showed us something. They went on the road and took care of a good team. Yeah, for sure. But to to piggyback off of Bijan Robinson, he averaged six point four yards a carry that game. What are they doing not giving him the ball? You know, he's been he's been the best running back in college football all year. He had a monster game last week too, and the week before that. Like, what are they doing? They've if Texas gives him the ball, I think they could have won that game. But yes, Oklahoma State, they took down a really solid Texas team. They ran for 220 yards, and they threw for 178, so they got their offense going late. I thought Sanders looked solid. He had a touchdown, went 19 for 32. And, yeah, Oklahoma State 6-0, and and they're very much in it. And what's, what's the one thing that's bad that came out of that game for Oklahoma State? They're now seven-point underdogs on the road against Iowa State. I wouldn't... What does Vegas think Iowa State's going to do against them? What do you think? They're going to run Brees Hall against them? And No, Oklahoma State's defense is too talented. And to me, they're the best defense of the Big 12. Malcolm Rodriguez, as a cornerback, is the best corner in the country. I think he's better than um, who's it, Kyle Hamilton, who plays in Notre Dame, but he's a safety. He's probably the best corner in the, in the country. He does so many different things. He blitzes. He can cover people. He drops back as a safety in the coverage. And he, you know, he stops the run. He's a good playmaker on that defense. And Oklahoma State, they can run the table and get to undefeated against Oklahoma. That's going to be fun. That's going to be a preview of the Big 12 title game for sure. So um, mm-hmm. one more game to look at, Arizona State and Utah. 
What what is wrong with the Pac-12? What what the heck is wrong with the Pac-12? They first it was Oregon. Nope, they lost to Stanford. Then it was ASU. Yeah, they lost to BYU early in the season, but BYU was good for that short period of time. And then nope, they lose to Utah. What is going on with the Pac-12? I mean, seriously, does anybody? Is I'm like any. I don't think anyone wants to win the ACC other than Pittsburgh, who's playing lights out right now. But does anyone want to win the Pac-12? I mean, seriously. Oregon's not good. ASU shot themselves in the foot that entire second half against Utah. What were they up? 21 to 7, I think, in the se- in at halftime, and they lost by two touchdowns. You don't lose a game like that. I I really don't know who the best team in the Pac-12 is. I one thing I think one week I think it's Oregon. Then I think it's ASU. And now, I don't know who it is. Maybe it is maybe it's still Oregon, but I haven't seen enough of their offense for them for me to believe in them. So, I don't know, Andrew, who do you think is the who do you, who do you believe in in the Pac-12? Well, looking back at that Arizona State game, they were up 21-7 to at half, like you said, and it's kind of like they just stopped trying. They gave up 28. They got outscored 28 to nothing in the second half, which is just absolutely abysmal. And, you know, looking at the Pac-12, right now I would have to say Oregon's probably the best team. You know, they had that one really bad loss, but besides that, they're still 5-1. and one. I think Arizona State was battling with them, but that loss really puts them out. Yeah, I, I think Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12 right now. They are going to have to win convincingly against UCLA. In my opinion, UCLA is going to beat them because I don't think Oregon's offense is that good. Anthony Brown, I, I thought he'd be the answer at quarterback, and now he's not. C.J. Verdell getting hurt is one thing, but they don't have another back that could do what C.J. Verdell does. And... This Oregon defense is also very undisciplined. They have to figure it out if they're going to win games. I don't think that they can—if they go in and beat UCLA convincingly, I'll be like, okay, now I'm back in the Oregon bandwagon. But I, I don't know who the best team is in the—maybe ASU could still come out of the Pac-12 South and challenge them in the Pac-12 title game, but Pac-12 certainly not getting in the playoff. We may actually be leaning towards two SEC teams, maybe a Big Ten team, and Cincinnati, which is bizarre. For 2000, if anybody thought 2020 in college football was a bizarre year, I got a news flash for you. It's this year. So um, let's keep going with our uh, with college football. Let's let's stay in the ACC because I think we we now have a a lead favorite for who is probably going to win the conference, and that would be Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh, I, I, even though they lost to Western Michigan, they put up a ton of points. They put up 41 points against Western Michigan. They're scoring like crazy. They go to Blacksburg and beat Virginia Tech. There's not really a game. They get Clemson this week. Big game in the ACC. Clemson and Pitt. And Clemson could do what no other ACC team has done ever in the last five, six years and knock Clemson out of contention for the ACC, for the college football playoff. They may not even get a New Year's Six Bowl game. Is Pittsburgh the best team in the ACC right now? And are they good enough to win the win the ACC title game against whoever comes out of the Atlantic? I do think Pittsburgh is. And they moved up to the 23rd ranked um, team in the country on ESPN. And their last, their last three weeks, they've given up a combined total of 35 points, which is really solid, you know, against especially playing Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech in two of those games. And they've had some very high-scoring games, like you said. And, you know, I'm looking at the remaining schedule. I think they can beat Clemson at home. I really do. You know, Clemson has been a disaster this year. Then they get Miami at home, who's been an absolute— one of the biggest disappointments of the year. Then they get Duke on the road. I think they can win that. Then they have North Carolina and Virginia, which I think can be tough games, but I think they could they can put up fights in those too. Yeah, I def I definitely looking at the ACC. Pittsburgh's my favorite right now. Yeah, absolutely, and I I definitely think Pittsburgh's probably going to be the team to beat again. There's not really a game on their schedule they could lose. Um, I haven't seen anything out of Miami that makes me think Pittsburgh's going to lose to them at home. Uh, UNC at home, Virginia. At home, three coastal teams at home, and the two road games that they have are at Duke, who stinks, and then at Syracuse, who can't do anything. I mean, well, Syracuse did give Clemson a game, but it's not like they were 
whoever in it. I mean, Clemson dominated that game. And you and it was, again, another one of those fourth down and one play calls that killed any chance that the Orange had at winning that game. So it's a, I think Pittsburgh's the best team. They're going to beat Clemson this week. I don't know who's going to win the ACC Atlantic. I liked what I saw at NC State, even though they beat my Eagles. I don't even know what that what game that was, but ugh, BC got dominated, and it was not good. They were celebrating the, the 2020 class at BC. North Carolina State said, we don't even care. We're going in there, and we're on a mission. We're going to beat them, and that's exactly what happened. So um, let's go to quick questions before we go to break. Um, we only have a few here. Um, we said Oklahoma State's a pretty good contender. Um is Caleb Williams now the number one quarterback at Oklahoma? This is actually something I wanted to talk about. You know, I think so. You know, he's really impressed. And Spencer Rattler has looked terrible all year. And um, talk about a disappointment. There were some mock drafts before the year having him go number one. And now he doesn't even start for his college team. Caleb Williams, 18 for 23, 295 yards and four touchdowns. Also, nine carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown on as well on the ground. You know, he has looked great ever since he stepped in. He came in and won them that game against Texas. And he put up, helped put up 52 points on TCU. He's, I think he's definitely earned at least another start or two. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I definitely think that um, Caleb will— I think they, they could do a, a dual quarterback system if they wanted to. Um I think that they could keep Spencer Rattler and use him as like a um like a I don't know what um a backup quarterback if it was like a third down and short situation okay we're going to put Spencer Rattler in he's going to make a short pass and and that's it but Caleb Williams my goodness he is he's a star he is a star for this Oklahoma team last one who is the favorite to win the Big 10 East is it Michigan State is it Michigan is it Penn State or is it Ohio State and by the way we get Michigan State, Michigan next week in East Lansing, and Penn State, Ohio State in Columbus at night next week. Whew. Halloween's going to be fun. Wow. You know, this might be a really hot take because they've disappointed us in the past with Harbaugh, but I think Michigan can. Wow. They have played really well this year. I do think that game against Michigan State is going to be huge. I think it might be the winner of that game is who wins it ultimately. And then they also play Penn State, but I do think – that Michigan can do it. Absolutely. I, I'm i going to – and again, I said this before the season, Ohio State is going to win the national championship. I don't care how they lost to Oregon. They're still the favorite in my eyes to go win the Big Ten championship, uh, get into the college football playoff, and win the college football playoff because they have the best talent on offense. I think they could beat Penn State in Columbus. I think they could beat Michigan State in Columbus. And I think that they could go in East, um, not to East Lansing, um, to um, Ann Arbor and win. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we got a lot of football to talk about. And we are, um, you know, a lot of stuff happened over the past weekend in football. And it's 3 1 Florida Panthers. Anton Lundell has got his first NHL goal. So let's go to break. We'll come back after the break. of human trafficking walk among us, invisible. It's time to open our eyes. The Blue Campaign provides a unified voice for those who combat human trafficking, whether it's forced labor, domestic servitude, or the sex trade. Learn what you can do to help by visiting dhs.gov slash blue campaign. It's pouring rain. It's real dark outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain, you don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, the U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close. I'm so close. And when I I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, good morning, Marine. PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, 
the Marines. How long does it take to get to the forest? That's not far. What are we going to do? Hike? Sure. Are we there yet? Yep. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Initiating transmission. Have a request? Getting in touch with our DJs couldn't be easier. Call WQAQ at extension 5555. We're on the air and waiting for your call. 203-582-5555. Get in touch with the new 98.1 WQAQ. The new WQAQ, 98.1 FM. Everything you want and more straight from the heart of Hamden. This is the soundtrack of Quinnipiac, 98.1 WQAQ. Just a young gun with a quick fuse. I was uptight, wanna let loose. I was dreaming of bigger things and wanna leave my old life behind. Not a yes sir, not a follow up. Fit the box, fit the mold, have a seat in the foyer. Take a number. I was lightning before the thunder. Thunder, 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 Classes while I was scheming for the masses. Who do you think you are? Dreaming about being a big star. They say you're basic, they say you're easy. You're always riding in the backseat. Now I'm smiling from the stage while you were clapping. Back here on the Marvel Sports Talk Show, David Marr alongside Andrew Spazzano recapping week six in the NFL season. Andrew won in picks last week. He took, if I remember correctly, you had Green Bay. You had Green Bay. I took Chicago. I despite I now have a um, a burning hate for the Chicago Bears after Aaron Rodgers ran into the end zone and said, "I still own you to the Bears fans." <laughs> I now despise the. Chicago Bears. I may never pick them again um, this entire season. But let's but let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that we had an excellent week six in the NFL season. Um, and I'm trying to get onto my ESPN stats for football while watching the third period. The Panthers are up three one, and I apologize if I'm doing that because I'm a diehard and we're playing against Tampa Bay. I want us to win so bad. So week six. Um, let's start with the game that was in the four twenty five window. On Sunday afternoon, that would be the Cowboys and the Patriots. The Patriots looked good in the first half. 
I didn't think it was going to last. I was I hate I sometimes hate when I'm right. I was right. The Dallas Cowboys just completely walked over the Patriots defense in the second half. Yes, Mac Jones was awesome, but the Patriots defense can't do anything when they do not score in the third quarter and Mac Jones can't line it up. And for the for the last time, please for the love of God, fire Josh McDaniels and his stupid play calling. Giving the ball to Brandon Bolden on third down and one. Are you for real? On third down and one, you do not give the ball to Brandon Bolden. You give the ball to, uh, not James White because he's injured, Ramondre Stevenson because he had a hell of a game last week. Um, You give the ball to Damian Harris. Yes, I know he's fumbled, but so what? He's better than Brandon Bolden. He needs to go. He needs to go. And my my friend Anthony, who who, um, is a big Patriots fan back home, he was like, fire Steve Belichick. I'm like, you can't fire Steve Belichick when your defense got walked over in the second half. So, uh, Andrew, let's get your takeaway from the um, Patriots and Cowboys game on Sunday. Oh, what a game. Yeah. What a finish. Um, the last two minutes of that game and then overtime was just nuts. You know, I, Mac Jones had the lead. Pass was tipped. And, and who else? Trayvon Diggs, pick six. His seventh interception of the year. And at that moment, I was like, yep, the Patriots are done. Nope. Next play, Mac throws a bomb. I think Kendrick Bourne mm-hmm. was on the receiving end of that. Um, monster touchdown to get back in the lead. And then Dallas marched up the field, kicked the field goal. And then in overtime, uh, as soon as Dallas got the ball back, I was like, yeah, this game's over. <laughs> and... C.D. Lamb with two touchdowns, 149 receiving yards. And, you know, I will say this. Dak Prescott, not only is he going to win Comeback Player of the Year. He might win MVP. He might win MVP. Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same he thing. He has been unbelievable. 445 yeah. yards, three touchdowns. You know, he's fifth in the league in yards, tied for third for touchdowns. He has done such a great job for that Dallas offense, and they're going to run away with the East. I'm going home next week, so I want to talk about the Patriots real quick. The game against Miami, Damian Harris fumbles in the red zone, and the Patriots lose that game. The second loss, the Saints destroyed the Patriots with good defense. Mac Jones did not was not given the opportunity to do more with his arm. They've Josh McDaniels and his bum play calling. That's the reason the Patriots lost that game. Against Tampa Bay, Mac Jones had the, probably the game of his life when everything was about Tom Brady. Bill Belichick decides not to go for it on fourth and one. And what happens? Nick Folk misses a field goal. The Patriots lose the game. They go to one and three. Then this game, they were in it. Mac Jones got picked off by Trayvon Diggs. I was stunned. I couldn't believe that happened. He throws a 75-yard bomb to Kendrick Bourne, and that makes it a three-point game. They get the two-pointer, 29-26. Yes, Dallas marched up and down the field after that, got the field goal. Patriots had the ball. They had fourth and three. I'm like, go for it, go for it, go for it. If you give the ball back to Dallas, they're going to win. And and Dallas gets the ball back, and they won the game. So... Sometimes I love when I'm right. Sometimes I hate when I'm right. Last week watching the game, I hate when I'm right. Um, but 0-4 at home, that's not, that's not Patriots football. That Patriots football is the cold and a team like Dallas coming to New England. I mean, the Patriots should have beat them by more than three scores if this was in the middle of December. It's in the middle of October. It's fall weather in New England. It was, it was, it was, uh, the sun went down by the second half, and the Patriots couldn't do anything on defense. I mean, what the heck are we doing? And again, last time I'm going to say this before we move on, fire Josh McDaniels and don't fire Steve Belichick because I I wouldn't fire a coach when my defense got walked over in the second half by by the Dallas offense. In my opinion, and I still stand by it, Dallas, best team in the NFC. Although Arizona might have disproved that the other day against Cleveland. So uh, let's get into the other big game of the day on Sunday. That was probably the Ravens-Chargers game. We both picked the Chargers and... I admit being stupid because I should have seen this coming. I should have seen classic Ravens, run game defense. Justin Herbert couldn't do anything in that game. Brandon Staley's aggressive fourth down play calling, I think, is good when you are leading or you're in the you're in an opponent's territory and it's a close game, but you don't go for it on fourth down and three down a hundred in your own territory. Um, but kudos to the Ravens. They got back to their formula, run game, ex- extremely tough defense. And to me, they are the second best team to challenge Buffalo or Tennessee at this point. Yeah, no, the Ravens have really looked a lot better the last few weeks. 
though Lamar Jackson to Mark Andrews connection has just been absurd. The game against the Colts, they I think he had like ten or eleven receptions and a touchdown. Then this past week, five receptions, sixty eight yards and a tutty. You know, he's looked really good. Hollywood Brown is starting to get going. They're starting to establish their running back the running game a lot. They had hundred and eighty seven yards and three different running backs had touchdowns. Le'Veon Bell, Latavius Murray, and Devonta Freeman. And obviously, they have Lamar Jackson, who has looked great. And their defense has looked good, too. Watch out for Baltimore. Absolutely. And um, I just watched Anthony Duclair salt the game away at Tampa Bay. The Panthers just went into Tampa and kicked the crap out of the Lightning. Sent all the Lightning fans home happy, which was best shot. Just wanted to interrupt our football talk and just praise the Panthers because they just went into Tampa and just destroyed the Lightning. So, um, But, yes, Baltimore might be the best team in the NFC because Buffalo lost. We'll get into that in a second. But... Um, the Rave, the Chargers, I still think they can win the West. I think this is just a bad game. They get a bye week to reassess things. Who's their next um, next opponent for the Chargers? Is the, oh, it's the Patriots. Okay, so they'll just they'll get right back on track. So there's no problem with the Chargers. They'll easily beat the Patriots. They'll go to Philly and beat the Eagles, and then they get the Vikings and the Steelers in two big games on uh, in the 405 window and on the 820 primetime window on Sunday Night Football on NBC the following week. So uh, Chargers aren't done yet. But the Ravens are the best team, probably. So let's go to uh, Packers-Bears. Um, and you can gloat if you want because I you, you're now 3-2-1 in picks, so you're back in front. So you can gloat about the Packers. Aaron Rodgers, solid game. I'm not <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is still the MVP, I still think, because he's just he just gets it done. I mean, he and the Bears were in that game, but you cannot score 14 points against Green Bay and expect to win, especially playing at home. Yeah, Chicago really struggled, and their run defense was atrocious. They gave up 154 rushing yards. Aaron Rodgers had that big rushing touchdown to ice the game, and then you saw him flipping off the fans saying, I still own you. And Aaron Rod- and I knew this going into this pick. I was really confident in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers has just destroyed them over the years, and he did it again. And Devontae Adams had some big plays. Aaron Jones, a monster game. He also had a receiving touchdown in addition to his 76 rushing yards. You know, Green Bay, they're 5-1. and one. They're obviously going to win the North. And, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely an MVP candidate. I still think Dak Prescott. All right, so the three MVP candidates right now, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott. Yep. And Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears. Until the Bears beat the Green Bay Packers, they they he owns the Chicago Bears. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. And I still think the Bears, they, they did prove me something. They, they've still got that great defense. Um, Justin Fields is playing a little bit better now. And I, I still think they're the second-best team in, in the NFC North. Obviously, big test to get. Oh, their schedule's so brutal. Oh, my goodness. Might be the Vikings. At, at Tampa Bay versus San Francisco. At the Steelers on Monday night, they get a bye week, and then they have to host Baltimore. Uh-oh. couple of L's. <laughs> <laughs> they might go one and three in that stretch and be, uh, what would they be, four and four and six? Yeah. Yeah, they, they're, they're in trouble. Yeah, Minnesota went into Carolina and beat the Panthers in OT. I still don't know how the Panthers got that game to OT. I had that game turned off. So um, I've already renounced my fandom as a Panthers fan in football, not as a Panthers fan in hockey. Um so, all right, Monday night, Bills, Titans. Obviously, that was probably the biggest game of um, the AFC picture. Um, the Bills, the, I, I like the call, fourth and one quarterback sneak, put it in Josh Allen's hands. He just slipped. There's nothing really you could do about it. The Bills are going to regret that loss. I still think they're the best team in the in the AFC. But Tennessee, that was a huge, huge win. And I, and I love Mike Vrabel being from, uh, from being from Mass and watching him at, at, when he played with the Patriots. He's got a good team in Tennessee. I know that his defense has been bad, and it got so banged up last night, but he has an offense that, when healthy, can do a lot of stuff, and Derrick Henry is a god. Derrick Henry is a god. It's confirmed. Derrick Henry is a monster. So Tennessee, Tennessee might have just thrown their name in, you know, 3-2. and two, They weren't looking that good, but after beating Buffalo at home, Tennessee just threw their uh, name in the hat and just said we may- maybe we're one of the best teams in the AFC. Man, that was a huge win for Tennessee. And 
Oh my goodness, I could not imagine trying to tackle Derrick Henry. No, I couldn't. I can't had, either. He had that monster 76-yard touchdown run. The many had two more on top of that, 143 yards. You know, he is just so good, Derrick Henry. I think he's the best running back in football, undoubtedly. You know, McCaffrey can't stay on the field. Kamara hasn't been great this year. And Dalvin Cooks has had injury issues as well. I think Derrick Henry, you know, he's he stays healthy. He always puts up big numbers every game. He carried this Tennessee team to a win. Absolutely. And Ryan Tannehill, he played he played a lot better, you know, 216 yards, 18 for 29. They also added a rushing touchdown. You know, if he could get it going a little bit, you know, they got A.J. Brown back too, who's been mm-hmm. hurt. He had a big game, seven receptions, 91 yards. But if they could get that offense going, they're they're really going to be dangerous. And Tennessee gets Kansas City at home this weekend, so if you want to follow that up with a win against the Bills and then beat the Chiefs and give them their fourth loss of the season, that's pretty big for Tennessee. And it might be good that the Titans won that game because Indianapolis is right on their heels. And they had a pretty... I know they played Houston, but I mean, I thought the Texans would cover. And Jonathan Taylor said that's not going to happen. So the Colts... The Colts are a pretty good team. I, it took them a while to get going, but I think we're seeing the AFC South come to fruition. Um, the, the Colts look pretty good. The Titans look pretty good. It's going to be those two teams for the division. If Tennessee doesn't figure out a way to stay hot, that could be an opportunity for the Colts. So two big games for both those teams. Tennessee plays the Chiefs at home in the 1 o'clock window on NBC, or not on NBC, on CBS. Um, and the... Uh, Colts are in the Sunday night window in San Francisco. So two big games for both those teams. Let's go to Word Association before we get into our picks. Word Association, the Chiefs beat the Washington football team. Not surprised. You know, Patty Mahomes did not have a great first half, and I saw a lot of people on social media saying that he's overrated, he's not He's not what he used to be. Then he went out and he had a monster second half, almost 400 yards, two touchdowns. And I guess if I could put another word towards this game, just disappointing if you're looking at it from Washington's perspective mm-hmm. on defense. And then, and Washington had a, a couple of good leads in that game. They get a pick six. They go up 13-10. to 10, Looked like they were going to have their way. Second half boils over for Kansas City. I'm going to say sloppy because they still turn the ball over a couple of times. Patrick Mahomes got picked off at a pick six. He also uh, threw another interception. He now has eight. This season, through six games, that is not good for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. And they're playing against Tennessee, so they better get that deep. I I think it was a better game for Kansas City's defense, Uh, but they're going to have their hands full next week with Derrick Henry running full speed at them. And if I remember correctly, the last time the Chiefs played the Titans was the AFC Championship game, but in the regular season, Derrick Henry ran through that defense in Nashville. That was back in 2019, I believe it was, so... Watch out, Kansas City. You're not you're not out of the woods yet in the AFC. The Cardinals went to Cleveland and destroyed the Cleveland Browns. Word association. Incredible. <laughs> you know, this Arizona team still undefeated. They're six and zero. They did it without their head coach who got COVID. Kyler Murray, four touchdowns. And, you know, for if you're looking at it from Cleveland's perspective, injury. <laughs> Yeah. Is the word. They just lost Kareem Hunt. He just got put on IR. That's bad for my fantasy and team. Their running back situation is in shambles because Nick Chubb is out too. And I don't know if he'll be ready to go this week. And they play they play on Thursday night against the Broncos. They're gonna be they might be very shorthanded because Baker Mayfield also had a shoulder injury. But yeah, that was a really I, I don't know how Arizona was underdogs in this game. Yeah, you know, it's um, just because it was on the road in Cleveland on the lake, so that's probably why. Yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say convincing because again they were underdogs. Their coach was out with COVID. Chandler Jones wasn't playing in this game; he had COVID. I'm gonna say convincing. They rise up when they play against a good team. They rose up in Tennessee. They raised their game against the Rams, and they won by 17 points. They go to Cleveland. Their backs are against the wall. They're underdogs. And they beat them by 27. That's convincing. And yeah, the Browns, Browns have to play Denver on Thursday night, and they better get healthy fast because uh, they're not going to be in good shape. And Baker Mayfield, I re- I respect his competitiveness, but please sit this one out. 
it's not worth it. Your shoulder's been bothering you. It could need surgery. And, you know, it, it's just not a good look for Cleveland. They And, yeah, not only on offense, but on defense. They're banged up on defense. Lastly, the Dolphins lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Ward Association. Crazy for the, <laughs> for the game that we saw in London. You know, those two kicks that I don't know what exactly. Matthew Wright, Matthew I think. Wright. Yeah. You know, he had two 50-plus yarders to tie and win the game. And Miami just... I mean, they finally, Jalen Waddle had his breakout game. He had 10 receptions, 70 yards, two touchdowns. You know, two was back. He looked pretty solid. Um, but their their defense just isn't the same this year, you know. And, to, and Trevor Lawrence, you know, kudos to him. He got his first win. So did Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. And we were both right in picking the Jags. Yeah. I, I, I think, what word do I want to say? I was going to say... God save the Jags. God save the Jags with that ridiculous curveball kick by Matthew Wright. And then he does it again. God save the Jags. God save the Queen is the theme, is the London National Anthem. God save the Jags. They're now 5-4 and four in London. Maybe they should just stay there. 20-game losing just, streaks. And play, <laughs> they should play every game in London from now on. Because they, they're still, they still have a losing streak in America. But you know what? Go across the pond, win in London, then you know what? Just stay there and play all your games there because I don't think anybody wants to watch you in <laughs> Jacksonville. Okay, picks time. Uh, Andrew it, uh, had a pretty good week. He beat me by one because I picked against the Packers, which is a mistake I will never make again. Um, so he's 3-2-1 and one this season. I'm hoping to bounce back. Let's get into our picks. We'll start Thursday night. Uh, Andrew, I'm going to let you lead off. I'm going to let you go first. What do you got for Broncos and Browns on Thursday night? You know, we just talked about this. Cleveland's banged up. I don't think Baker Mayfield well or should play. And the Broncos need this one. I think the Broncos are going to go on the road and get a win. I don't know what to make of Denver other than the fact that they fell back down to earth. I think that they're just a more healthy team. If if the Browns were healthy, they would easily win this game. They're not. And if Baker doesn't start, I trust Case Keenum. But who does he have in the backfield that's going to help him win? I'm going to go with Denver. I think they're going to win this game in a close one. I'm going to go. All right, Green Bay and Washington at Lambeau. The Packers are 10-point favorites. And I think the Packers are going to win. You know, Washington. They cover or no? I do think they cover. Mm-hmm. You know, Washington's defense has been horrible all year, a massive storyline because they were supposed to be one of the best. And I think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a field day at Lambeau. I would agree with that. I just can't. And again, I, I just said a few minutes ago, I'm never picking against Aaron Rodgers ever again. I'm picking the Green Bay Packers. They will win by at least 20. Washington's defense is just atrocious. And I know, and they can't get anything going offensively. I just don't know what to make of them. Uh, so I'm going Packers. All right, Falcons and the Dolphins. The Dolphins had a week to get, uh, no, the Falcons had two weeks to get ready. Miami with a long flight home from London. Who do you got? You know, this is a really tough one. Both teams yeah. just Played in London, but Miami has just looked terrible. Wow, this is really tough. I think, I think I'm going to take the Dolphins at home. Wow, I'm going to disagree with you here. I like the Falcons. I think Miami's offense doesn't matter who's playing a quarterback; they just can't score. And Atlanta's got an offense that can score. Kyle Pitts had a great game. They had two weeks to get ready. They should be a little bit more healthy on the defensive side of the ball. Going into Miami, it's going to be close, but I'm going with the Falcons. I've got a, I've got a gut feeling that Atlanta's going to pull it out. They're going to be right back in the, in the thick of things in the NFC South race. All right, our teams play each other this week. It's the Panthers and the Giants. Who do you got? Panthers. That was fast. Uh, 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 all right, I was. Giants are banged up. Yeah, heavily. I really want to disagree with you here, but I, I think the Pan. If they don't win this game, the season's over because they're falling apart. Just like I said, they would. I knew that three zero was a, was a completely misleading. I should have been, I shouldn't have been this stupid. I should have seen it coming. I'm going to take the Panthers. Hopefully, Shaq Thompson's healthy. If he's healthy, the Panthers should easily win this game. If he's not, the the Giants will hang around. But the fact that the Giants got blown out by the Rams, yeah, that that's cause for concern. All right, Jets and the Patriots in Foxborough. The Patriots are a touchdown favorite against Zach Wilson and the Jets, who had two weeks to get ready. And I think the Patriots are in desperation mode. They're going to get their first win at home. Much-needed home win for the Patriots. I would agree with that. I think the Pats, they're just a better football team. They've got a better defense. I think Zach Wilson's going to play better, but they just can't run the football, and their offensive line is too beat up. It's a mismatch against that Patriots defense who needs 
a big bounce back game. They think they get it, and uh, the Patriots get a big win against the Jets, one that they need to give to the fans because they go 0-5 at home. That might be the last game that Patriots fans want to go to in Foxborough. They might be better with the um, with the stadium empty. All right, Kansas City goes to Nashville to take on the Titans, who are 4-2, and coming off that Monday night win against the Bills. The Chiefs are five four-point favorites against Tennessee. They Not only are the Chiefs not going to cover, but I think the Titans are going to win this game at yeah. home. I'm riding high in Tennessee after that one against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like you were talking about, Derrick Henry's going to have a monster game. Thread the Chiefs' defense. I think Tannehill and A.J. Brown are going to have a big game. It's going to be a shootout, but I like the Titans. Whatever the over is in this game, take it. It's going to be a shootout. Tennessee's defense is banged up. The Chiefs' defense hasn't seen... Yeah, they beat Washington, but here comes Derrick Henry and that Titans offense that's loaded. I'm going to go with Tennessee. I I can't disagree with you here. I I had this as my upset. I'm going Tennessee. I just think that they're a better football team. If their defense can protect and keep everything in front of them against Patrick Mahomes, I think Derrick Henry runs the football right at this defense, and they get it done. The Chiefs are facing an offense that's different from what they faced in recent weeks. You know, the Bills and the Chargers throw it around. The Washington football team throws it around. The Titans just run through Derrick Henry. So having to face all those passing offenses and then shifting from that um, to that next uh, style of defensive play where you have to stop the run, that's tough for uh, for Kansas City. This might be the game of the week. Cincinnati goes to Baltimore in the early slot. Baltimore, I think the spread's a little too low for this game. It should be much higher. Ravens and Bengals um, in Baltimore. Who do you got? As much as I really want to take the Bengals here. Don't. The Ravens are just so hot, and I think they're going to easily cover the six-and-a-half-point spread. There is no chance Baltimore has a letdown in this game. I think that they steamroll Cincinnati. It might be a blowout, um, and we both learned our lesson for picking against Baltimore last week when they played the Chargers. Cincinnati's going to put some numbers up, but I think Baltimore's going to win in the end with Lamar Jackson. This might be a really bad week to be a Lions fan. It's the Lions going to the Rams. The Rams are 14.5-point favorites. They should be favored by 20, in my opinion, because the Rams are going to destroy them. There's no chance. Jared Goff back in L.A. Yeah, welcome back, Jared Goff. Aaron Donald has five sacks, I think, in this game, and the, and the Rams get it done. Try favored by 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Rams are going to destroy Detroit. Uh, yeah. Uh, Eagles Raiders one of the more interesting games in the four o'clock window. I, don't, I it's a coin flip for me. I'll let you go first. I'm sorry, I was gonna steal your thunder there for a second. I'll let you go first. Who do you got? Man, because the Raiders looked really good. You just don't know what you're gonna get from them. But I've also liked some things I'm seeing from the Eagles offense, and they really need a win here. But on the road, I think it's gonna be a really close game. But I'm gonna take Vegas. I'm going to take Vegas because they're at home. I think Philadelphia is going to make it a game. I think they're getting much better on defense. They kept that game against Tampa Bay so close. They just Their offense hasn't been consistent, so I'm going to go with the Raiders in a close one. Cardinals, Texans, Arizona has the highest uh, line of the week. They're favored by 17 against Houston. Yeah, I'm taking air. I'm taking the Cardinals here, but I don't know. I think that's a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I think the Texans could cover. I agree. The, the Cardinals... They don't really show everything against a lower, uh, a lesser team. They rise against the great teams, and they better be careful because Thursday night next week the Packers are in town, and they better not be looking ahead. They better be checking the box and making sure that they take care of Houston quickly, get their guys rested for Thursday night, big night against the Packers on Thursday night. All right, the Bears and the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Bucks have the second highest point, uh, third highest uh, point spread of the. Of the week, they're favored by 12.5 against Chicago. Bucks are going to blow them out. Revenge for Brady. We all remember what happened last year with the four downs, and he, and, uh, he didn't get that right. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a defensive game. It could be a game where Justin Fields could make something happen because the Bucks defense is too banged up, but I'm going Bucks in a close one. Colts and 49ers. How did this game not get flexed out of Sunday night? I don't know, but San Francisco's favored by four. They're playing the Colts. They had two weeks to get ready. Who do you got? You know, the Colts' offense has been hot. They're mm-hmm. starting to get Jonathan Taylor going. He's had back-to-back monster weeks. Still a lot of uncertainty with 
the offense of this San Francisco team and who's going to be healthy or not. I'm going to take the Colts in an upset. I agree with you on that. It's going to come down to run game and defense. The Colts' run game and defense has proved to be much better over recent weeks. Uh, I'm taking the Colts in a close one. I know the Niners have two weeks to get ready. Who's going to start a quarterback? Who's going to start at running back? And if their secondary is healthy? So I just don't know. This is the last game we have a chance to disagree on before we we split because I have the Falcons, you have the Dolphins. It's the Saints and the Seahawks. New Orleans is three and a half point favorites. Interesting stat. Every Monday night game this season has been won by the home team. Do you take Seattle with that stat? Nope, I think it ends Monday wow. night. I think I don't trust Geno Smith. I just don't. And I think the Saints are gonna win this game. I'm really tempted to take the Seahawks here. They're at home. Twelfth man. Jameis in tough environments typically doesn't play well. But because it's 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 just because Russell Wilson's not starting, that means I have to take New Orleans. I do I know I'm gonna regret this and say that and think that okay, that the Saint the Seahawks are at home and they should be able to win this game. I just I cannot see the Saints losing this game with two weeks to get ready um, for that hostile environment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we're off next week. I'm actually heading. I actually have the men's hockey game call uh, next Tuesday night against Holy Cross. Um, pack the barn this weekend. North Dakota is in town Friday night, Saturday night. The first time in over 600 days that we get men's hockey with a packed house. I cannot wait to see the People's United Center in blue and gold against North Dakota. It's going to be a wild environment. Did you get your tickets yet? I got them the morning of. Nice. Yep. So we'll we'll both be there. So, uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. We will see you in the month of November. We hope you had a good time doing your midterms. Uh, I know I didn't. Um, <laughs> have a great night, Bobcats. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Quinnipiac University's own 98.1 FM WQAQ. The only station you need for the best music, sports, and talk. The new WQAQ.